Hi, this is David Green from Canela. Today's podcast is a big one, covering a topic that's very important to everyone's overall health, probiotics. We'll go in-depth and discuss what they are, what they can do for you, and which probiotics might be right for you and your unique health needs. So first off, let's talk about what exactly probiotics are. Probiotics are live bacteria or microorganisms found in the digestive tract, which have been shown to benefit human health and contribute to a healthy microbiome. The microbiome refers to the balance of different types of bacteria in the gut. A healthy microbiome contains plenty of beneficial strains of bacteria, otherwise known as probiotics. Numerous studies show that a healthy microbiome can positively influence many aspects of human health, including digestion, mental health, and overall immunity. Probiotics can be found in certain fermented foods, including yogurt, kimchi, which is fermented in spiced vegetables, kombucha, which is a fermented tea, sauerkraut, which is fermented cabbage, kefir, fermented milk or water, tempa, and miso, which are fermented soya products. Probiotics can also be taken as a food supplement. Probiotics are also passed from a mother to her baby via the birth canal during childbirth and also via breast milk. The mother's probiotic status is therefore a very important consideration during pregnancy, given that her baby will also inherit the same microbiome. There are a number of different probiotic strains, but the most studied strains with proven health benefits include the lactobacillus and the bifidobacterium varieties, as well as the yeast Saccharomyces boulardii. So now that we know what probiotics are, let's get into how they work and what makes them so beneficial. The health benefits of probiotics are all related to the following mechanisms. The first benefit is improved integrity of the epithelial barrier. The epithelial barrier is a defense mechanism that helps to maintain the integrity of the gut and protect the rest of the body from bacteria, food antigens, and other potentially toxic substances passing into the bloodstream, which triggers an inflammatory response. The consumption of non-pathogenic bacteria can enhance this barrier function, and probiotic bacteria have been extensively studied for their involvement in the maintenance of this barrier. It's not yet fully understood how probiotics achieve this, but lactobacillus in particular has been found to achieve positive results. The second benefit is increased adhesion to the intestinal mucosa. For humans to benefit from probiotics, adhesion to the intestinal mucosa is essential. This adhesion enables modulation of the immune system and antagonism against pathogens. Various strains of lactobacillus acidophilus and bifidobacterium have been shown in studies to have these adhesion properties. The third benefit is the inhibition of pathogen adhesion. Probiotics cause alterations in the intestinal mucins, which prevent pathogens from binding to the intestinal barrier. These beneficial bacteria are degraded into antimicrobial peptides, which leads antipathogenic properties to the host when under attack from pathogens. The fourth benefit is the competitive exclusion of pathogenic microorganisms. Studies show probiotics, particularly lactobacilli and bifidobacterium, can crowd out and exclude pathogenic microorganisms. 
The fifth benefit is the production of antimicroorganism substances. Probiotics are involved in the production of several antimicrobial substances, including organic acids. These include bacteriocins, health-promoting fatty acids, and deconjugated bile acids, all of which work to eliminate pathogens. The sixth benefit is improved modulation of the immune system. Probiotics have been well-researched for their immune-modulating properties. They can influence both innate and adaptive immune systems and downregulate intestinal inflammation. Around 80% of human immune system cells are located in the gastrointestinal tract. Therefore, a healthy microbiome is vital in helping to maintain strong immunity. The seventh benefit is the production of indole-3-carbonyl. In a recent podcast, we talked about indole-3-carbonyl, found in cruciferous vegetables, including cauliflower, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts, and how it may help guard humans against non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Indole-3-carbonyl also plays an important role in the metabolism and detoxification of hormones, helping maintain balance and potentially reduce the risk of estrogen-dominant cancers and other disorders caused by hormone imbalances. The microbiome has also been shown to play a role in the production of indole-3-carbonyl. Indole-3-carbonyl has also been shown to repress symptoms and inflammation in inflammatory bowel disease and help prevent dysbiosis. Dysbiosis occurs when the microbiome becomes out of balance, with too many pathogenic bacteria and not enough beneficial bacteria. So as you can see, there is this symbiotic relationship between our gut bacteria and indole-3-carbonyl and probiotics play a key role in that relationship. In addition to probiotics, recent studies have shown that our exposure to light also has a significant impact on the health of our microbiome. Reduced sunlight exposure has been associated with a negative impact on our microbiome and an increased risk of developing an inflammatory bowel disease such as Crohn's or ulcerative colitis. While we don't condone animal testing and never fund animal studies, it's notable that a recent study explored the impact of ultraviolet radiation on the microbiome of mice. They found that mice who had been irradiated developed a more diverse microbiome compared to the mice who had not received any exposure to UV. They also observed an anti-inflammatory effect on the digestion of mice treated with UV compared to the group who had not received this treatment. In another study in 2016, Mice were exposed to light in different time patterns, with one group having an irregular exposure to create a disrupted circadian rhythm scenario, and the control group having regular light-dark exposure of 12 hours each. The group of mice with the disrupted light pattern were found to have a less beneficial microbiome. A recent human study supports these findings, also demonstrating a potential link between UVB exposure and the human microbiome. At this point, you might be thinking, all of this information about probiotics is great, but what are the health conditions that probiotics can help me with? Well, I'm glad you asked. Probiotics have many potential health benefits. Now, I'll talk about the conditions on which research has shown that probiotics can have a positive impact. The first condition is diarrhea. Probiotics, particularly specific strains of lactobacillus, Lactobacillus rhamnosus and Lactobacillus cassi, and the yeast Saccharomyces boulardii 
have been shown in studies to prevent or reduce the severity of diarrhea. Antibiotic-associated diarrhea is a common side effect of these medications due to the way they cause an imbalance in the gut bacteria, destroying much of the beneficial bacteria in the gastrointestinal tract. Probiotics can help to rebalance the microbiome and replenish beneficial bacteria to reduce diarrhea symptoms. In one study carried out by Hempel in 2012, probiotics were found to reduce antibiotic-associated diarrhea by 42%. Probiotics have been found to successfully reduce symptoms of other types of diarrhea also, including infectious diarrhea and traveler's diarrhea. A large review of 35 studies found certain strains of probiotics can reduce the duration of infectious diarrhea by an average of 25 hours. That study was done by Allen et al. in 2010. Sazawal in 2006 found probiotics reduced the risk of traveler's diarrhea by 8% and lowered the risk of diarrhea from other causes by 57% in children and 26% in adults. Probiotics are also helpful in improving other digestive disorders. Probiotics have also been found to help improve or prevent attacks of disorders, including IBS, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, H. pylori, and infection of the digestive tract caused by Clostridium difficile. However, further research is now needed to identify which specific strains are most appropriate for supporting patients with ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, and recurrence of pouchitis, which is a complication of surgery to treat ulcerative colitis. Probiotics can also help your mental health. There is a growing body of research linking human gastrointestinal health to mental health. In a review of 15 human studies, Wang et al. in 2016 found that supplementing with bifidobacterium and lactobacillus strains for one to two months can improve anxiety, depression, autism, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and memory. In another study, 40 depression patients were administered probiotic supplements for eight weeks. At the end of the eight-week period, the patients who had received probiotics all had decreased depression levels, and C-reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation, and hormones such as insulin, compared to those who were not given a probiotic. Probiotics can also help bolster immunity. As I mentioned earlier, probiotics have a potential ability to help modulate the immune system. Probiotics improve the quality of the microbiome, inhibit pathogens, improve gut integrity, and produce substances which destroy pathogens. Some probiotics have even been shown to promote the production of natural antibodies in the body. They may also boost immune cells like the IgA-producing cells T lymphocytes, and natural killer cells. Azad et al. in 2018 carried out a review of recent research on the impact that probiotics have on the immune system. The study findings confirmed these claims, although further research is needed to understand in more detail how probiotics induce immune modulatory effects in the treatment of inflammation. Wang et al. in 2016 carried out a systematic review and meta-analysis of randomized controlled trials in relation to the use of probiotics for treating children suffering respiratory tract infections. The study concluded that, based on the available data, probiotic consumption appears to be a feasible way 
to decrease the incidence of RTIs in children. Based on the available evidence, it seems apparent that probiotics may help to boost immunity and help to fight infections. Probiotics can also help with the prevention of eczema. One study investigated whether maternal probiotic supplementation during pregnancy and breastfeeding reduced the chances of high-risk infants from an atopic mother developing eczema. The study found that mothers who took probiotics during their pregnancy and breastfeeding resulted in their children having an 83% lower risk in developing eczema in the first two years of their lives. However, probiotic treatment of established eczema has yet to be firmly proven as successful. Existing research has yielded mixed results. A 2008 review of 12 trials found no difference in outcomes related to the use of probiotics and placebos. The strain of probiotic is an important factor influencing treatment outcomes. It seems that high doses, around 3 to 50 billion colony-forming units, of Lactobacillus rhamnosus, Bifidiobacterium lactis, and Lactobacillus acidophilus probiotics in single or multi-strain formulations currently hold the most promise for the prevention and treatment of eczema. Probiotics can also be a great part of a weight loss program. There is significant research to suggest that some probiotic strains may help with weight loss through various mechanisms. Some probiotics may prevent absorption of fat into the intestines so that it is excreted rather than stored. Probiotics may also help people to feel fuller for longer and to burn more calories due to increasing levels of certain hormones like GLP-1. In one study, women on a calorie-restrictive diet were also administered with Lactobacillus rhamnosus for three months. These women's weight loss was compared with another group of women on the same diet, but who were not given probiotic supplements. Those taking Lactobacillus rhamnosus lost 50% more weight than women who didn't take a probiotic. This certainly suggests that certain probiotic strains may help to boost weight loss. However, research carried out on different probiotic strains, such as Lactobacillus acidophilus, found these strains may enhance weight gain, suggesting that the strain of probiotic is key to successful weight loss. Probiotics can help reduce the occurrence of vaginal and urinary tract infections. Due to women having a much shorter urethra than men, urinary tract infections are extremely common because it is much easier for bacteria to make its way into the urinary tract. These infections appear to become even more common after menopause when estrogen and progesterone levels drop. Other common infections include candida and bacterial vaginosis, which occur when the vaginal microbiome becomes out of balance and an overgrowth of a certain bacteria occurs. Studies have shown oral consumption of probiotics to be effective in reducing occurrence of urogenital complaints in women. One study aimed to compare probiotic therapy versus a placebo in oxidative stress values and histological features in urogenital infections in female patients. Results from the study showed a significantly positive difference amongst the test group, confirming the use of probiotics as a potential treatment, or at least preventative, for urogenital infections. Not surprisingly, a plant-based diet may help shape the microbiome in a way that is beneficial for cardiovascular health. 
Research suggests that a plant-based diet may have a positive influence on cardiovascular health by influencing the gut microbe pattern to favor beneficial strains of bacteria and minimizing the adverse effects of a gut microbiome metabolite associated with an increased risk of coronary heart disease. So it appears that certain probiotics can be very helpful 